Welcome to Facebook and Twitter for Business, brought to you by LXISolutions.com. We're glad you're here. Facebook and Twitter for Business brings you tips, techniques, and strategies from leading experts, authors, and business leaders on the use of social media for your business. Join us each week to discover tricks of the trade that will help you to develop your social media presence and prosper in this newly emerging space. It's never been easier to listen, measure, understand, and engage your customers, employees, and investors. Social media is the digital water cooler of today. Let's listen in as Jeff Job and John Smiley from LXI Solutions talk about today's topic. Hi, this is John Smiley with LXI Solutions, and I'm thrilled to be welcoming Jeff Job to the show. Jeff and I have been business associates for 20 years, and we formed LXI Solutions uh, earlier this year to uh, help customer engage, help businesses with their customer engagement issues. We both came from a hotel background and found that uh, social media was becoming ever important to us. And what I'd like to do now is, Jeff, if you could tell me a little bit about your your background and absolutely. John and I did start this company back in April, and it was because we were both had done a lot of work with the hospitality industry. I've been a general manager for the past 15 years in mostly independent uh, luxury boutique properties that are located here on the West Coast. We worked with companies that really didn't have large marketing budgets, so we found ourselves doing most of the online marketing and media uh, spends ourselves. And what we found was that there was a complete lack of time for us to actually pull off all of these uh, uh, efforts that we were trying to do. And, and we started realizing that, well, hey, we might actually have a business model here of helping customers uh, bridge the gap, so to speak, and fill in and be a resource for them and with their social media marketing needs. Great. Great. Well, hey, anyway, uh, so, you know, Jeff, you know, what, what were some of those benefits uh, for face for a business owner or as a hotelier that you found from Facebook, what were some of the benefits? Well, I think that that some of the biggest things that we uh, began to realize was that our customers were online and our customers were out there talking about us, and we had a, a real need to engage them on uh, a platform of their choosing, whether it was TripAdvisor or City Search or some of the other, you know, Yelp, some of these review sites, they were out there giving content not only to the search engines, but they were giving feedback for us. And we found ourselves in desperate need to engage them. And so one of the biggest benefits we have found from social media was the ability to engage our customers one on one in a on a platform of their choosing, uh, in in their in their time frame so to speak. Uh, I think that the other opportunity, you know, the other uh, the other benefits for us is it's a great branding opportunity. It really starts to build the brand as you begin to build really what we call your authentic voice on social media, people really begin to engage and trust what you have to say, and even if you make mistakes, you have such an awesome ability to recover with the online media that we've never really had before. And I would say finally, the, the last benefit is that there is definitely an opportunity to create leads and to generate new business from a Facebook fan page or a Twitter account or any of the social media platforms that are out there. Okay, great. Now, you mentioned uh, leads, and I, and I want to get back to that in a minute, but 
you know, there's some elements that really, you know, go into making a fan page great, uh, or how you can, how a business can improve that. And that's, you know, when they, when you network with other sites, you can network with your, with Twitter and you can network with your blog and you can, there's all in your website. There's ways that, um, you can expand your reach through your fan page, becomes a point of contact. You can become a resource for your uh, customers or people who are thinking about using you. If you're trying to reach uh, new users, they may have questions. You can provide links to download pages uh, or download reports. Um, one of the fun things that um, I think is that you can create contests online. You can uh, ask people, uh, for instance, in a hotel, you can ask people to take a picture or submit a picture that represents their favorite memory from the hotel, and then you can give the winner a uh, a, a night at the hotel or recognition for for it. It doesn't necessarily have to uh, be something that costs the hotel money. Um, the other thing is that uh, you can empower your fans. There's actually um, you know people will create a page about your business or about your brand because they like it. And um, if you embrace that and, and give them and empower those fans to, to pursue that they're evangelical or their evangelism for your business, it can uh, pay back you know, immensely. Well, you know, I, I, uh, I'm a big beer nut, and I love IPAs. And, and one of the, one of the uh, beers that I really love is Terminal Gravity IPA. And if you go out there, the, the last time I checked, there was 14 different fan pages for Terminal Gravity IPA. And by the way, for you non-beer lovers, that's India Pale Ale. And you need to learn how to drink hoppy yeah. beer. But all that aside, all 14 of those pages were generated by fans, not by the business themselves. And that's when you start getting into the, the real viral applications of social media and watching your business grow and expand through word of mouth via online media. Well, and that's exactly why Facebook created the uh, the fan page. And it, initially it was called Fan Pages. And the reason why it was fan created was uh, users were trying to reach out uh, to famous celebrities or musicians. Uh, and uh, one way they were doing that was they were creating profiles for these uh, musicians and and brands and Facebook really wanted the, the there to be a distinction between the personal page profile and the business or celebrity or fan page and so they created these fan pages and anyone can create a, a, a fan page uh, for uh, a musician and it's free and that's a, one of the big advantages for businesses is that you know Facebook does not charge you to create the uh, the fan page, right? And you know, and, and the question for small business is why? Why do I want to do this? And I constantly go back to the same answers. There's four. I can give you 400 reasons why you want to create a Facebook fan page. There are 400 million users in the world and growing every single day uh, that are on Facebook. There's over 100 million in the United States. Every day, there are more than 50,000 posts on fan pages uh, around the world. It is truly a way of reaching demographics that we've never had access to before as small businesses. Well, you know, you mentioned demographics and that's really, you know, that's probably the final, you know, 
element that's important for a great Facebook business page, and that is to target the right demographic. And the and by targeting the right demographic, I mean things like putting information on it that's representative of what your target demographic would want to see and read and what's appealing to them. But you can grow your fan page uh, base, your the number of people that like you. It's called the like button now by using Facebook's target uh, targeted ad system, which is highly uh, effective and, and can be highly effective and is actually fairly inexpensive. And you can drill down to attract the people that you want to attract based on uh, interest, age, sex, location, marital status, uh, interests, who they work for or who they've worked for. Uh, because people are so, uh, Facebook has so much information about you, uh, about the individual user, that they can tailor these ads to show up only for them. It's not necessarily a an ad that's going to drive them to buy something, but it's a way to get people to say, oh yeah, I like them, I'm interested in knowing more about this. And when they like you, their friends tend to see that they like you, and you can reach, you know, you, you can reach many, many um, levels of friends this way. And after, after somebody likes you on Facebook, um, is it a breach of etiquette to begin to actually market to them directly? Well, I don't know that it would be a breach of etiquette. I don't think it would be a breach of etiquette. I think that it's a question of you, you establish a relationship. You're beginning a conversation. You have to look, I don't think you have to look at it as marketing to them. I think you look at it as uh, creating a conversation. But you can set your fan page or your business page up in a way that there's a tab that is obviously a marketing-driven tab or a, a way. That's the purpose of the contest or that's the purpose of having them interact with you is you're building a level of trust. You're getting to know them, they're getting to know you you in a way that wasn't really efficient before or effective, or you couldn't do it on such a cost-effective way before. You would have to have too many people managing the uh, the interactions between your customers if you tried to do this before. Well, you know, in the, the stat of three and a half billion word-of-mouth conversations occurring each day, and then two-thirds of those are referring to some sort of brand or, or a product or some type of service that might be provided out there, we have to understand that um, this is an avenue for creating conversations about our business. And when we do that, then we're really engaged with the client on such a personal level that you can begin customizing products, customizing services directly for that individual. In the hotel business, that was uh, the key to our success. We focused on a, on a process called mass customization. Every stay by every individual was a unique and customized event. Even though a person might have stayed at my hotel for 27 times, each one of those times they were there for a unique, different reason. It was never for the same reason. And they may have been there on a sales call, right? I'm on a sales trip. But the fact is they were probably calling on different clients during that time. So. Facebook really gives you the opportunity to create customized uh, user content based upon an individual's profile, correct? That's, that's absolutely correct. Yeah, another good way that you can use Facebook to improve your business is you can actually poll, you can create a poll instead of a contest. You can put polls on your um, Facebook page so you can determine what it is that your customers want. What is it that they're interested in? What are, you, what are you not giving them that they need? What do they like the most? What do they like the least? You can find, you can use the Facebook page as a quasi 
uh, focus group. And focus groups, are, if you went and hired a company to do a focus group uh, for you, it would cost a, a lot of money. It's very expensive to get focus groups together. And the good thing is the focus group that you're using on, that you can create on Facebook is a focus group of people who like you. So they so they give you information that's useful, as I said, and it's just an inexpensive way to do it. And uh, another thing I'd uh, like to point out is that you add, you know, you add content to your Facebook page. That content can then become spiderable by Google, which gives you more, you know, there's some SEO benefit to uh, your Facebook page. You control the message. You, you have more control over the message. Now, wait, so all this privacy stuff that's coming out, you're telling me that Google can come in and search my Facebook fan page. Well, Google can, it depends on how you have your, fa your pro privacy profile set up. And you, they've made it much simpler. It was so, so, if you remember the first podcast, we talked about privacy settings and how complicated Facebook made it. And, uh, you know, a lot of times a business grows and they think that they know everything. And, you know, Facebook kind of fell into the trap of not listening to the consumer, not listening to their customers. And they found uh, quickly that the customer still is king and uh, the customer can use social media against even a social media company. And so um, they, may, they change their policy or, and their attitude towards it. And so it's much simpler now to uh, manage your privacy profiles. And uh, there are certain things that you, you know, that you want to do. And you need to be selective about who you friend and who you don't friend. And look, look for obvious signs that someone may be uh, trying to be your friend that's got malicious intent. And that may be that they're brand new or they don't have a picture or they're, uh, you know, for guys, a guy will get a, a, a picture for an invitation from a girl and you look at how many friends she has and she only has friends with guys and she's from Eastern Europe. You know, it's, it's probably not a person you want to be friends with. Right. And I, I had found a blog post recently by Rob Bergfield, and he was talking about uh, that social media sites, and Facebook and Twitter especially, use no-follow attributes, which means that they tell the, uh, the, the spiders when they come in or, uh, to, to get the information not to, do a, not to follow them back. And, uh, you know, so that's, you know, it might make it a little bit more challenging for, uh, for some of the... Uh, you know some of the sites that are using you know kind of spammy comments and things like that to get picked up, but there is definitely an SEO benefit to your social media site, even if it's you know YouTube, Dig, Flickr, all of them have an opportunity to create social media content for you that the Google search engines are going to pick up. You know, talking about Google and, and compare and contrast a little bit. Um, Facebook ads versus Google ads because we've most of us have been doing Google ads since 2000 and 2001 and there when we all discovered that we could buy our keywords and and you know and spend a marginal amount of money to get ourselves at the top of the rankings then obviously it's much more difficult now and much more expensive but but how does how do Facebook ads compare to Google ads in this day Well in my opinion they're they're um they're two different animals the Google Face, the Google AdWords ads, you know, are an incredible can be an incredible traffic driver to your website, and if you target them 
the right keywords. You can target keywords based on the action that you want the customer or the visitor to take when they reach your website or direct them to a page on your website that where there's an action that you're specifically targeting, whether it's to generate a lead via their getting their name and email address or whether it's actually completing a purchase because there are some terms that lend themselves in AdWords uh, to indicate that the person is at the point of ready to make a purchase and that purchase can be purchased online, they'll make it. Facebook ads are not, um, Facebook ads are displayed to users based on their demographics, on their profile and the demographic profile that the ad is targeted to. So this means that if my profile matches the demographic target for Budweiser for a beer drinker, because I say that I like beer and that's the main thing that a Budweiser is interested in, uh, or they think that's the, the main target, then I'll, I'll see that ad even though I don't drink Budweiser, or even though I don't drink mass-produced beers. So, so there's some, and some, some people say, well, it's not very, then it's not very targeted, but it's sometimes it's about brand awareness. It's brand building. It's there's, um, you can get down to, I always like to say, you know, would it be better to have your ad shown to 5,000 people who have, who have absolutely no interest in your business, don't live, they don't match your demographic at all. Or would it be better to target 50 people who match your normal demographic and, the other thing is you can target your ads to different demographics. You can create a different ad for a different demographic. And so you get, you know, and you can pay for these on impre- by impression. Right. And, you know, that reminds, you know, we had the one client that they are a, uh, what do you call it? They're a, uh, they're, they're kind of, they're, the new word is Contempo Day Spa. Basically, it's a self-service spa and tanning salon. And they have two completely different demographics. They have the 18 to 22-year-old sect that wants to just go and tan and then they have the uh, soccer moms who are wanting to get in quickly for their uh, for a quick treatment and so they have to target their ads in two different ways if you think about it they're they they're set up an ad for that young person just coming to get a quick tan and they set up their ads for the for the soccer mom and depending on who's logged in at the time they're that's who's going to see their ad within their demographic market that's that's true, and I, I noticed the other day that there was a, a tanning, uh, a local tanning uh, salon, you know, advertised. I came up, uh, and ad, their ad came up. Now that could be a factor, you know. The the great thing is, is if you if a business educates themselves or hires a agency that understands targeting, you can save so much money. While your competitors who may not understand targeting or who haven't hired a good agency will waste money. So sometimes it's, you know, that's the difference between success. It's like being smarter with your, in today's economy, you have to be smarter in how you spend your money. And in finding the least expensive ways or the most cost effective ways, the biggest return on investment, the biggest bang for your buck to, to drive your business. Because... Well, and then, you know, back to why you probably saw that ad, I was thinking, if you really think about it, it's probably because you had your Mexico trip on there, and they went, well, if somebody's going down to Mexico from the Seattle market, they definitely need to get a little pre-tan going before they get down to Mexico, otherwise, you know, they're a red lobster. Right, that's a, that's a good point. I mean, like, again, it's like, that may be a, a, a interest 
to have to that they're looking for someone who likes to vacation in Mexico would be an interest or has a, a vacation vacations in Mexico. Well, that that, that it is important to kind of get pre-tanned before you go get tanned. I like it, the pre-tan tan. That's so, why they made spray-on tans. Yeah. You know, um, as we you know start to wind down this particular podcast, I, I don't want us to forget about the 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 purpose of of our podcast, which is Facebook and Twitter for small business, and getting people to understand uh, the power of social media as a tool to directly market to their consumers. Uh, you know, there's a few tips that we can throw out there, but one thing I would always caution people is to understand why are you doing this. You don't want to be on Twitter and Facebook because it's the cool, hip thing to do. You want to be on Facebook and Twitter because it's the most practical way in today's environment to engage your clients and customers in conversations about your product or service. And once you really start to realize that that is the reason for social media, that's the social part of social media, then you're going to learn to find the right tools and, and, and aspects uh, platforms to use for your particular business. The other thing that I always tell people is you've got to get it on your calendar. You will not be successful as a small business with social media until you actually set aside a portion of every single day, just like you would for doing the books, just like you would for sales calls. You've got to set a time aside so that you can focus on social media. Are there any other uh, any other things that you can think of that are just like, boy, you, you really need to think about doing this for your social media strategy as a small business? There's 400 million things I'm thinking about, but exactly. you know, that, that, there's always you know more more to talk about, and uh, I'm really excited to have you join me on the podcast, Jeff, and I'm uh, and I'm excited to be in business with you, and I look forward to our next episode, and uh, hopefully, listeners, you know you got some valuable information, and if you'd like to know more about us, you, we can be found on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash LXI Solutions. We can be found on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash lxisolutions.com. Just LXI Solutions. I think I'm sensing a pattern here. Or you can find us on our website at www.lxisolutions.com. And I'm John Smiley. And I'm Jeff Joe. And, and we we'll see the- you next time. All right. Yeah. We'll see you next time.